Ossington. Ossington. The hacker podcast, the dark web today podcast people and like Mr. Hill and all that. They want you to wake up and like go on Twitter. Come on. Come on. Oh. Hi, good morning. Hello, how are you, Fed? Good morning. Nice talking to you. Nice talking to you, too. Thank you for joining us on the Cyber Talk Africa podcast. You're welcome. Uh, thank you for the invitation. I'm really honored. Yes. Uh, on Cyber Talk Africa podcast, we like to uh, feature and interview cybersecurity experts like yourself and people that are very, very interesting um, cybersecurity story, so to say. But before we start, I'd like you to introduce yourself to our audience so they have an idea of who um, they are listening to. Sure, absolutely. My name is Alberto Daniel Hill, and I am from Uruguay. I was born in Uruguay. Uh, I have always been into the field of cybersecurity. I began when I was eight years old and I had my first computer and incredible when I was that age I learned assembler and I was modifying games uh, uh, using uh, my my computer and an assembler I was getting uh, unlimited lives in games looking for codes such as uh, load records into into registers and well I, I began like that then I went to to university I got a degree in computer engineer that I got in 2003 but what I learned in university in, in the car in when I was a student studying to become a computer engineer actually didn't uh, was was useless for for my security career. The the topics that were covered in in the university were not uh, related to security at all. So everything I know, everything I've learned, I've learned it myself. Uh, I have a passion for security, so I spend a lot of time researching. I have an endless curiosity so I'm always trying to to investigate and try to to understand how things work in order to try to break them and well uh, I have worked my first work was as a uh, in a computer forensics case for a criminal case in Uruguay regarding child pornography I have worked in a in auditory, I have worked as a computer as a consultant in uh, information security uh, co- companies, and uh, I have also a PMP certification, a project manager certification, that along with uh, a certification of the ISO EEC twenty seven thousand one allowed me to lead many projects regarding the implementation 
of information security management systems based on the ISO IEC 27001. Uh, now, well, uh, now I'm, I'm focused on researching, studying, and talking to people, creating awareness. Uh, I I am writing a book. I have already written one book last year, and all my life is around security and hacking and cybersecurity. And I cannot imagine a life without that because for me, as I told you, it is a passion. It is not a work. It's something that is really part of me, and I I just love it. So. Uh, it's just uh, something that I, I cannot live without. I cannot imagine a life outside this world. Right. So you started from editing video games. Then after that, you had a pretty, a pretty normal childhood, went to the university, graduated. How did you um, find yourself... Uh, in Akin, how did you become a hacker? Well, actually, I be, the the thing is that you you don't become a hacker because of your studies. You don't become a hacker because of your experience. You become a hacker when the people in the field of hacking they start calling you a hacker. They start mentioning you as a hacker. It's something that the community gives to you. It's not something that uh, you can obtain, but by your your credentials, your education. It's when people in the community recognize your your skills, and that's when you're you you become a hacker. I became a hacker in 2017 when I was the first hacker in Uruguay who was arrested for a computer-related crime. And at that point, uh, I became a hacker because people in the community, they really uh, recognized me. They really uh, knew my story, knew about me, and they show a lot of respect for me. And everybody started calling me a hacker that for me is, is something that I am proud of. I mean, uh, a hacker is not something like most of the people link to somebody who is a criminal. A hacker is a person who has certain skills that allow allows them to uh, protect systems, uh, create... Uh, improvements in systems and make them more secure so I can probably say that I am a hacker and I became a hacker as I told you when when the community started calling me a hacker even though all of my life I was in that field the things that I did the things that I could achieve as a hacker are things that I do not talk about Uh, I do not talk about the things that I have done that I could do uh, because I do not want to brag and it's not something that I want to to I, I don't want to, to 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 be famous because of bragging of having done this thing or another thing 
it's just something that I do for myself and a challenge for myself and trying to 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 prove to myself that I can do certain things. So that's basically the story. But a hacker I became when the when the, I appear on all the newspapers of my country in the front page. Right. So can you give us details um, as to what happened? What led to your arrest? Well, it's a very sad story and very hard to believe story that should never have happened. It all began in October of 2014. I was, I was at, my, as, as my, uh, at my girlfriend's apartment and I was with her laptop and she asked me if I could access to her medical provider in order to set an appointment for a doctor and she gave me the address of the, of the medical provider. And then she asked me, okay, I will give you my username and password so you can enter. And when she told me that, I told her, I, I am already in, I'm in the system and I am the administrator of the system. I have all the privilege of administrator. I can see everything. And that was something crazy. I could access to the system with the username admin and the password admin. That wow. was something very, very, first of all, uh, unexpected and, and shouldn't have, have happened. I mean, uh, for me it was shocking. So the first thing that I thought was this system has a huge security issue that needs to be solved immediately because we are talking about a system that has the information of hundreds of thousands of people, all their medical records. So in less than, than five minutes, I sent an email to the third of my country reporting the issue. And that was a Saturday. And they replied to me uh, within an hour or two. And the, the director of the CERT told me that he confirmed that the report was correct. And well, then I forgot about it because when you report something to the CERT, you just report. Uh, you don't you don't need and you don't have to to be updated on, on what what are the the next steps that, that the CERT uh, makes in order to solve the issue. So that was it. And then in 2015. Again, uh, my girlfriend asked, asked me again to enter into the health provider. And when you are into the hacking world and you, you have certain experience and you enter into a site, you can smell that the system might, hire, might have a problem that might not be very secure. So my, as I told you, my curiosity is endless and I'm always looking for everything and I just try for for five minutes some things and I could find out that I could access again to all the information of the system just modifying some parameters in the URL I had to change only some sequential numbers that were part of the URL and I could navigate through all the health all the medical uh, information of all the, the, the patients of the medical provider 
all the information of financial information of the company and I couldn't believe it. So again, I sent a report to the CERT and I told them about the problem and I forgot about that. That was in 2015. In 2017, the Interpol, in September 2017, the Interpol knocked on my door and they arrested me. I was completely lost. I didn't know what was going on. And they took me to the Interpol and they started interrogating me and they asked me, did I access to to certain uh, site of, of the medical provider? And I and I answered, yeah, probably. I, I cannot remember. It has happened many years ago and it was impossible for me to, to remember if I access to certain URL or certain part of the system. Uh, probably I did. Maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. But I didn't understand because uh, I, I was taking from, for granted that they were aware of my reports. But later I, I found out that they didn't know anything about that. At, at the end of the interrogation, they showed me a piece of paper, printed paper with a, a mail that was asking for certain amount of bitcoins in order not to release the information of the of, of the patients of, of the users of the of the system and they asked me did, I, did you send that and i said no i didn't say that and one of the guys of the interpol grabbed a piece of paper and he told me here i have a report a report a record from your isp saying that the mail was sent from your IP address. At that, that point, I was very afraid, scared. Uh, I, didn't, I, I felt very uncomfortable in the interrogation. But when he told me that, it was like I couldn't help but, but smiling because I, was, I, knew, I knew that he was lying to me, that that was not possible. So I told <laughs> him, yeah, I, I told him with a smile, Okay, if you have that paper saying that the email was sent from my IP, then I cannot deny that. I mean, I didn't send the email, but it was sent from my IP. So, uh, I, if you say that, that's that's it. And then he turned uh, he turned around the page and he never mentioned that fact again. But then I was taken to court and. Uh, before that, uh, they came to my house to execute the search warrant. They spent like eight hours collecting all my equipment. Uh, it was a really disorganized and very unprofessional work uh, during that procedure. And at one point, one of the agents approached me and told me, it is better for you to, to admit that you sent that email Otherwise, we will go to your mother's house, we will arrest her, we will make a mess in her house, we will say all her things, we will do the same with your girlfriend, we will go to her apartment, we will destroy it, we will arrest her. So for you, it's better to confess having sent in the email. And for me, it was like, 
what do I do? I mean, I wanted to protect the people that I loved, and I, 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 I hadn't uh, committed the crime they accused me uh, of. So I thought for a second, okay, if I admit that I did that, then I would be able to prove that I didn't because there is no evidence about that because I just simply didn't do it. So uh, I, I can basically look at what they have in terms of evidence and I can uh, surely prove that I didn't do anything, that I'm not linked to what they were accusing me. So I decided to, to uh, accept that I did send the, the email and well that was the beginning of the end because they took they took me to court the prosecutor the prosecutor interrogated me with stupid questions because he knew nothing about the case nothing about the technology he was just asking me silly questions and in uh, in just a few hours my lawyer came to me and he told me that unfortunately the judge decided that I should go to prison because I was, she considered me that I was very dangerous because of my high knowledge of computers and that I could alter the rest of the process if I was not sent to prison. And that for me was the end of the world. Just telling me that I was going to prison for me was something I couldn't uh, imagine. It was something, it was probably the, the worst thing that I heard in my life that I was going to be sent to prison. And I was, I went blank. I couldn't think of anything. I wanted to cry, but I held back the tears and I had to assume it. I was sent to prison. My lawyer told me that initially it would be two months, but uh, the judge denied the, the, the being uh, released in that period. They denied many requests for, for being released. And I spent eight months in prison and wow. I, I was released. And the process is still going on. It, it, there is no sentence. I am out actually because I could pay a bail of $10,000. Otherwise, I would still be in prison. And that is very sad for me because at that point, I, I learned so many things during this experience that opened my mind and made, made me understand and see the world through, a, to, through different eyes. And I could understand that at that point that justice is just a beautiful word, a beautiful concept, but in real world, there is no justice because somebody who can pay a bail of $10,000 and be released, uh, is not, that is not fair because if you don't have the money, you have to stay in prison. And that is something that is not justice for me. So right. I was released and I came to my house. I found in my house uh, about 30 hard stripes that were on the floor that they didn't say. Uh, 
it was a disaster the procedure that they that they took during uh, the war in my house and well the process is going on I recover almost all of the things that they say and basically they they, they investigated but they couldn't find anything more than than my false confession of being guilty because there is nothing that uh, links me to any crime. And while they were uh, investigating the computers and hard disk and all the media that was stated, I was very desperate in order to do that quickly. So I offered the police, I offered the, the prosecutor the possibility that I was be I, I was willing to provide them all the credentials to access to all my computers, devices, hardware encoded uh, pen drives, uh, all the pins to access to my cryptocurrency wallets, all the credentials to access to my services on the cloud uh, with my permission so they could review all the all the things that I have, all the information that is stored on my equipment, because I have nothing that the, they could eventually find that is uh, related to any criminal act or any kind of uh, illegal activity. So I offer that, and the prosecutor denied that. They didn't accept that I provide that information to them in order to quickly verify the contents uh, of my my media which was crazy and it was a very frustrating process that is still going on and I am fighting against a very powerful uh, system that uh, is it's very is evil and one of the things that really destroyed me and made me realize that I was surrounded by a lot of corruption was that during the, the when, when I was arrested and sent to CART at the same time the director of the CERT was uh, was interviewed by the judge and the judge asked the person the director of the CERT if I had reported anything about the medical provider and the director of the CERT said that he didn't recall that I had reported anything. That wow. was something that for me was like being stabbed from behind. I mean, first of all, when you are in this field, you can't forget about minor incidents. I don't know, a computer infected with a virus or something stupid, but you don't forget if somebody reports you that they can access to a medical provider with the password, with the username admin and the password admin. That's something you don't forget. And second, I have the emails with the report that have a ticket number because uh, you you send the report and you it, it, it enters into a, a system of the search and generates a report number. And all he had to do was to check in the in the system to, under, to answer that question and if he answers he doesn't remember he doesn't recall that for the judge it means that I was lying because if he doesn't re if the, the director said he, he didn't remember for the judge 
it means that I was lying because she would believe the director of the cert and not me. So that hurt my credibility and everything I said. They're probably a lie by the judge. So that's probably one of the reasons she took so extreme measures, such as sending a person who is not violent, who is has no records of any criminal activity to prison. Because sending somebody to prison is basically uh, destroying the life of a person. Anyone who is prison is basically somebody whose life is going to change forever and it's going to to basically can destroy a person, a family. Uh, it, it can cause uh, a very uh, so so much damage to a person. So those things cannot be taken so lightly they should be done in a very responsible way with competence with clear evidence with uh, facts that support uh, and 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 make a conclusion without any doubt that uh, there is a, a crime committed by the person and that didn't happen in my case uh, so the frustration for me was enormous, was huge. Right. So at any point after you got released, did you feel that maybe this was a setup and did you try to investigate who sent the original email demanding for payments uh, through Bitcoin? Yeah, well, I one thing is that I didn't have the information in order to do that because uh, in the press release of the of the police in uh, the, the everywhere they said that they could trace me because the the IP address where the email was sent was linked to me which is a lie there is no single page in the file of the case linking any IP address to to to, to me or to anybody they didn't gather any IP address from the email that was sent and uh, they just uh, came to me because on January of that year I entered into the medical provider and uh, I do it on, I used to do it on all the systems that I enter I mean the curiosity again uh, killed the cat and it killed me I just execute a port scan on the system and that was uh, logged by the medical provider and that's the only thing why they they came to me because there were some records that uh, there was a port scanning on on that uh, system which is something that is not a crime that is something that is uh, i mean in this field most of people do that uh, just for curiosity and that was the reason the the email was not linked to NAP, and I have no elements in order to to try to uh, to to know where that email was sent from. But there are some things that are curious. In the email, they say that they should send certain amount of bitcoins to a an address, and then there is no address in the in the email. So even if the company wanted to pay for the ransom. It, will, it wouldn't be possible because there was no Bitcoin wallet address to deposit the Bitcoins in. 
So that was so so ridiculous. I mean, I, I didn't understand how that was considered a ransom. That was something very amateur, something very naive. Uh, I don't know. I don't have the answer to, to many questions, but I do know for sure that all this is something that uh, is not serious. There's something behind all this that is something I don't know, but uh, the things that they, they have told to the to, to the media, the things that I have read on the file, they don't make any sense. There are many things ridiculous. Uh, so that also adds more frustration to me because I want to know, I want to, to, to be able to know the truth behind all this and I don't have the elements in order to do this. All I know is that the health, the health provider, a month after this supposed attack, uh, had 10 people that were arrested and sent to prison for fraud because this company was involved in a fraud uh, regarding uh, acquiring uh, people uh, in, in their in their company. I mean. There, it was a fraud behind that was running in that uh, medical provider. So I don't know. They wanted to distract the, the attention of, of, of somehow, and they created this in order to, to distract the attention, the eyes of the people. Uh, I don't know. That's the only theory that I have. But the, the thing that I don't understand uh, is a key element is the declaration of the director of the third that he said that he didn't remember that I report that for me it's something that I don't understand and it it is really something extremely important in in this case right so now do you have anything against um, the healthcare service provider the um, your government or do you just feel okay? This also shall pass. Yeah, uh, this also shall pass. I mean, uh, what happened happened, uh, and uh, I, I just never, never uh, commit a crime, and I, ne I never. Uh, in 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 whole my in my whole life, I mean, I never uh, gain any kind of compensation or gain any money or any kind of things from the hackings that I perform. Most of the times, when I detect a problem in a system, I just report them in order because I, I, I above everything, when you are in this field, you have the the ethics. Ethics are the baseline of everything. Ethics are the starting point of, of being a hacker. You have to have clear your values, your ethics, and then comes the technical skills and all the rest. And uh, after all that happened to me, uh, I just am the same person with the same values, and uh, I just assume things are where they are. No, 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 no. I I never thought about revenge or or 
trying to to do anything that that was not correct i just behave uh, the way i think i should behave as as a as a person that only wants to to do the good things and and, and help others and act in a in a responsible way because in this society we need to be all responsible we all need to 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 be aware that uh, there's no it's it's stupid and silly to 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 behave in, in a in, not in a proper way and I have I, I am proud that my reputation the, despite this incident has really been increased a lot I mean people that really show me a lot of respect of admiration they told me that I'm an, an inspiration and that's really gratifying now I'm wanting to I, I'm helping people in cybersecurity in order to give them advices, tell them uh, answering questions about certain topics that they would like to know, guide them into things that they want to, to explore. So I am here to help, not to, to create damage or, or to cause trouble. And I just want to help. Right. So... Speaking of um, hacking and um, cyber attacks, this year alone we've had some monumental uh, news around um, cyber attacks, from the solar wind to from solar wind to the pipeline um, colonial pipeline attack, and then uh, the healthcare systems in Ireland. I would like you to just quickly mention five hacker groups you know how dangerous you feel they are and maybe also their popular exploits yeah well actually i would i would like first to to mention for me uh three three attacks that i i consider are probably the most the most important that have happened for me something that is I I, I admire I mean I do not uh, endorse or or justify or support but the Bangladesh uh, bank bank account bank uh, system uh, hack for me was something that was really interesting and very sophisticated the way they could move uh, eight I think it was 80 million dollars uh, from a bank account in Bangladesh to the Federal Reserve in the USA and they they moved that to I think to Thailand or a place like that and they they cash the money into into casinos yes, and in Kong. In Hong Kong, yeah, that's right. And that was something really, really interesting. The way they hacked the uh, Swift system and the way they did it in certain date that they were unable to verify the transactions and because 
actually the criminals committed a crime uh, sorry committed a mistake they weren't able to move a billion dollars that was the 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 amount of money that they they, they were trying to to move so that was one of the most interesting attacks that I, I, I know of. Then the second one uh, is the solar winds attack that happened last year, which was really huge. Uh, and then the attack of Stuknet uh, for me was also something very uh, interesting in terms that they could attack an, a nuclear uh, facility with, that was uh, not connected to the internet uh, using uh, very sophisticated software in order to infect the computers and manipulate a nuclear a nuclear a nuclear system. So those for me are, are the attacks that are the most interesting. Then for me the groups. Uh, I can tell you that, the, I don't know if you know, that the Equation Group uh, is, is uh, a group that was founded in 2001 and uh, they, they created many, many kinds of uh, sophisticated uh, software and this equation group uh, is uh, theorized that they were the creators of the worm that took down the the Iran nuclear pro, uh, program. Uh, uh, so I think those are very interesting uh, people. Then uh, the the shadow brokers. Uh, that were discovered in 2016. Uh, yeah, are another group that uh, everything from the NSA is to foreign spies. Uh, they are they are they are they are activi- the activities. Uh, Mm, the the action is 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 something that is theorized that they they were behind the creation of the wanna cry and not Peter ransomware that is something that uh, is milestone in, in the world today because uh, the, the ransomware uh, problem that we have is something that is out of control right now and I don't think that it's going to be solved soon and I think that the shadow brokers were uh, a group that uh, triggered all these these, uh, problems with the ransomware Uh, then we have Bureau 121 that is uh, from North Korea and uh, they they have to 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 try to raise money for for the regime, and the, they are responsible for many cyber attacks and crime, uh, high profile attacks. 
uh, and well, they they infected hundreds of thousands of devices and billions of dollars of hackers. And this group, the uh, bureau one to one, is supposed to be the one that. Uh, committed the, the massive leak in Sony Pictures in 2014 uh, and well that that was uh, and the other group that I think it was very notorious uh, but what I want to say is that the most uh, dangerous groups of criminals of cyber criminals that are out there without any doubt are those that we do not know that we do we have never heard about are those that have probably committed a lot of crimes commit made a lot of damage and nobody is aware of they are so good that nobody knows about them and i am completely sure that there are many groups out there that are so so good so skilled with so much uh, resources and uh, everything that uh, they have not been detected and nobody knows about them, but they are operating in the dark. So those groups are for me the most dangerous ones, those that we do not know. Right. So you've not mentioned um... Darkseid or Anonymous, which are two popular hacker groups uh, the average person knows about. What is yeah. your opinion on Anonymous and Darkseid? Well, uh, on Anonymous, my opinion, I didn't mention them because uh, I, I do not consider uh, them as being a group of hackers, uh, of, I mean, not a group of hackers that develop uh, very uh, very uh, complicated uh, hacks or anything, but they are an organized group of, of people that work together and they just uh, try to, to make changes in, in, in the world, but what what they do is they, they have millions of people that support them and they are tools. For example, when they create attacks of the uh, distributed denial of services, they just give the people a piece of software to run from their computers and attack certain objectives in order to, to to take them down, but that's not something sophisticated. Uh, but I appreciate in anonymous actions such as going after pedophiles networks. That is something that uh, it it is questionable because those things should be in in the hands of law enforcement, not of of, of people, but. The, the philosophy of Anonymous is respectable. They try to make this a better world and they take actions when they 
when they notice that things are going wrong, when they think there is corruption, when they think there are uh, organizations that are uh, doing things wrong. So we, it's respectable, anonymous. Uh, it's uh, something that uh, I really respect. I, I am not associated in any way with, with any act, uh, group of activists, uh, but I respect Anonymous. And, well, I think that I think that they have done things that made a change in the world, and they have the power to 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 make changes and improve things, but. Many of many of the people of Anonymous have ended up in prison, uh, so it is it is risky when you are trying to 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 do justice by your own hands without outside the law, even though your 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 purpose is something that is good. It's it's always dangerous and. I think we should follow the rules of of, of of society with the legal system, the law enforcement. Even though I was a victim of incompetence of the law enforcement, I have to say that uh, if the justice should be handled by the justice, and and maybe anonymous and any other groups. Uh, do not believe in justice like I do. I mean, I don't believe in justice, but we live in a society where things work in a certain way that uh, it should be like that. Regarding dark side, uh, they they use attacks of ransomware and extortion, and they are they are very powerful and. Uh, they they cause many damage, but I am not very into into their. Uh, I I don't I am not uh, very uh, inside their, their information the way they work, so I cannot uh, make give an opinion uh, about the, about them, but. Uh, any organization that uses ransomware and extortion uh, is uh, very dangerous and should be prosecuted for sure. Uh, that's my opinion. Right. So, recently we've seen a rise in state-sponsored um, um, ACA groups. North Korea, Russia, China... What does this mean for the rest of the world? And um, uh, do you think this is a good thing? No, no. Actually, I uh, well, let's talk about NSO and Pegasus. Uh, that is something that is uh, huge. Pegasus, the Israel, the developed by NSO, the company from Israel, has been selling their software to spy on people's uh, lives. People's, uh, they infect the cellulars of the people with zero-click attack, which means that the, the people that have the iPhones do not have to do anything. They just are 
target and victims of the attack. And even though they can have the cellular updated to the latest version of everything, they can uh, do not click on, on suspicious links. No, they can do everything correctly, but they still can be infected by those devices, by those, those software. And those are software that are sold to the government. The government spent millions of dollars on those uh, software. And uh, that is to gather in to gather intelligence in the inside countries about the politicians, journalists to know what they are investigating in Mexico. Uh, it's it's something very huge because it involves the the cartels of of the 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 drug uh, uh, the people that the cartels of drugs are being investigated with uh, the software Pegasus and the problem is that the drug cartels also have software that uh, in, uh, intercepts the, the communications of the police apart from uh, giving money to the police for revealing information and many people have died because of that information that was gathered with the, those uh, espionage uh, cellulars uh, software so that is an issue and uh, the the state's sponsor hacking it's a reality because right now there is a war that is being taking place there is a war that is cybernetic countries are attacking each other with uh, uh, with just with computers the, the weapons right now are not arms, uh, guns, no. The weapons now uh, is cybernetic. Uh, the, the, the army the army is a, a cyber army that, that the countries have. The power that Israel has right now regarding uh, the skills and power and human knowledge uh, to to attack, uh, to commit cyber attacks is huge. Uh, Israel has prepared a real army of people that is able to do anything in a computer war. Uh, in China, they, they, they also have a, a potential incredible and China is constantly attacking the USA and vice versa. Russia is attacking the USA. Uh, they are all being attacked. And we don't know actually uh, what's really going on. You know, I just know that the attacks and the war is being, go it's being uh, occurring right now, but the government do not release the, the effects or the impacts of those attacks because they don't want to, to be exposed and to, to, to let the world know that there have been victims of certain attacks. So we, we just know that the attack, attacks are going on. We just don't know the magnitude of them. And it's something that is going to grow more and more. And well, what can I tell you? I prefer a cyber attack rather than a war with weapons where people are actually going to be killed and the, 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 
the price the, the, the price that they have to pay is with human lives even though the potential of a cyber war is is also huge they can destroy critical uh, systems uh, in the world they can imagine they can uh, destroy the financial system of a, of a country which means they can destroy the economy of a country causing a lot of uh, problems such as uh, stopping a country without a financial system working uh, that might that would that will damage a lot uh, the a whole population of a country but we are not talking about people being shot and and destroyed by bombs so it's a different it's a new reality the war is on its zeros and ones on on wires and it's something that we have to accept and it's going to be increased more and more uh, with technology growing and what scares the more i told you the hacking groups most dangerous are those that we don't know the things the the cyber attacks that are going on right now more most dangerous are those that we don't know so we don't really know what serious things are happening right now and i am sure that many attacks very sophisticated are going on and are going and are being successful and we do not know about them right Thank you so much, Alberto, for your time. It has been your work. It has been great listening to you. And um, on my notepad here, I still have so many questions to ask you, and um, we can go on for hours. But I would like us to end this episode here, then schedule another interview for another time because I still have questions around um, colonial pipeline attack. What really happened? The um, Kaseya attacks and all the other female cyber attacks um, the world is currently facing. But I don't want to hold you too much and um, I would also like to bring you back when we start the video edition of the podcast which I think a lot of people are looking forward to. So um, once again thank you so much for your time Alberto. Thank you for sharing your story with us, your background how you were wrongfully um, incarcerated by the government uh, mainly because they don't understand what um, hacking is and what cyber security is and what is going on and also I believe maybe because this is just a setup to cover up a more um, um, a bigger plot by some people to actually defraud the company or the country as a whole this episode is going to be edited and um, shared with you later in the week and um, we then post it on our social media handles but before then uh, I'm going to keep in touch and I'm also going to maybe ask you a couple of questions to add to the episode later on perfect I have no problems that's wonderful. I really would like to keep talking about these topics. I really enjoy talking about these topics and uh, you can count on, on me for whatever you want. Right. So, any forwards before we round up? Well, uh, I would like to say that uh, for me, hacking is my life 
and those who want to enter into the cybersecurity career, uh, I always tell them that they need to feel the passion to do it because it's a field that affects your life, affects your context, affects your your relationship, your life, your family, uh, and it's not for everybody. It's not for everybody because we are uh, sometimes under a lot of pressure and things like what happened to me can happen to uh, other people and you have to feel passion for this. If somebody wants to enter into cybersecurity only because of the lackage of, of people in this field and, and the high uh, salaries that are being paid, if you are here for the money, then don't it don't don't enter into the cybersecurity field because you you